Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Heather Snyder, who is an Alexander Technique teacher and a Pilates instructor in Lower Manhattan, New York City. Heather, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Heather, I'd like you to begin by by just giving our listeners who who aren't familiar with either the technique or Pilates a very, very short description of each. Okay, I'll start with Pilates. Pilates is a, it was set as a specific, um, specific set of exercises, uh, and it targets the core muscle group. So that's not just the abdominals, although a lot of people um, see it as that. It's the abdominals, it's, it's the back, it's the buttocks, it's basically like the, the whole corset around your body. Um, and Pilates really focuses on control, coordination, and the precision of using those muscles together. And um, Alexander? The Alexander technique, is it's not a specific set of exercises. It's more of a um, set of principles. So it's an educational system that teaches people to become aware of their um, perhaps harmful movement patterns, and it gives them the tools to consciously choose a better and a more efficient way of moving or doing any task. So I generally see the main difference is Pilates is a specific set of exercises and the Alexander Technique is, is an, um, a set of skills and information that can be brought into any movement that you do, into any exercise, into any daily activity. Alexander Technique can kind of go anywhere and help you with anything. And I think our listeners will perhaps get a better grasp of those two and the differences and the parallels if if you would maybe give us an example or two of how you've used those two modalities to work with with clients. Sure. Uh, well, I I've been teaching Pilates longer than the Alexander technique, so um, my favorite story is about someone named Doug. He has been a client for about probably seven or eight years. And I started working with him when I was just teaching Pilates and he had a lot of lower back pain, you know, a lot of issues that he had for years and years and years. So we worked together for about um, three years and his back pain had pretty much gone away. He was up to doing intermediate Pilates exercises. He was feeling really good. Every once in a while, he, his back would bother him a little bit, but generally he was feeling much, much better. At that time, I was, it was towards the very end of my Alexander Technique training, and I was feeling pretty confident about those ideas. And I, and I said to him, hey, would you be interested in trying out this, you know, this technique that I've been working with? Because I, the whole time I felt like it would really help him, but I didn't have you know, the training yet to say, let's try it. So now that I was pretty much done with my training, I said, okay, let's give it a try. And he was really open to it. So at the end of, I think, two of our sessions, we just did a little bit of um, Alexander Technique work. And, and I worked with him on the way that he was standing, walking, basically when he was vertical, because a lot of Pilates is horizontal. Um, so we worked on a lot of the ways he was moving vertically with gravity. And I pointed out some of the patterns in his movements that I could see were problematic. And with Pilates, we just couldn't get past the, a certain point with, with his back. Um, so we did this just two times, and he was so excited because he just felt like he, he – he emailed me the next day after the first 
time we did and he said, I feel like we've had a breakthrough. We have to keep doing this. So basically what happened is, and since that time, we've been doing Alexander Technique at the end of every Pilates session. So since that time, he has been working on his own with this new understanding of the Alexander Technique to lengthen through his back, to extend out the crown of his head and get more movement in um, how he's using himself throughout his his life, his daily life, which um, has really made a huge difference. So that's an example of how I've sort of added in the Alexander technique afterwards. And I also have other examples of how I've sort of brought it into the sessions a little more directly. Well, maybe if you wouldn't mind giving one more example, and then sure. we'll talk a little bit about how the two processes work together in, sure. in more general terms. Um, so another uh, another example is well and this I mean this can sort of be grouped together in, um, a little bit with a, a bunch of of Pilates clients that I have I've started adding in some of the Alexander technique principles to all of the movement and in in general what I find is a lot of people have really tense necks their necks are trying to do a lot of the work that the, the abdominals are supposed to do in in the exercises so I work with people to, um, first of all, just notice the tension that they have in their necks, bring a lot of awareness to what it is that they're doing, because the habits that they have on the Pilates mat are generally the habits that they have in their lives. And I try to make that connection really clear so that they can understand um, how they can address this, not just in the Pilates session, but in general. So there's a lot of awareness brought to maybe their, the tension in, in the neck. And then while we're doing the exercise, I keep um, kind of asking them and reminding them to release the tension in the, their neck by lengthening through their spine as they maybe roll up. Like, like it, I'll use a specific example of, um, of doing the exercise, the roll up, which, and in case you don't know what that is, uh, you basically lie on your back, you reach your arms up to the ceiling, and you slowly lift your head up and peel your, your spine up, your back up one vertebrae at a time off the mat until you're reaching forward towards your legs. So what I'll focus on is having people really lengthen through the crown of their head, lengthen um, through their spine as they roll up to release tension in the neck and to get as much length as possible so then the abdominals really do the work as opposed to just kind of craning your neck forward and, you know, um, forcing your way through the exercise. I try to find a lot of ease in the movement and and work and ease. There's sort of a partnership that I think is a, a big thing that happens when you bring the Alexander technique into, into Pilates. There's a lot of ease that you bring into the exercises, but it's still work. I mean, people are still working. It's not like there's no work involved. I think that's a, a misconception sometimes. So I think just a lot of efficiency and ease comes into the Pilates movements and they just become, um, they're just much more efficient exercises I have found when you add the Alexander technique principles to them. Mm -hmm. So we've been talking so far really about uh, people who are studying Pilates and using mm -hmm. the Alexander Technique to do their Pilates exercises more efficiently and more effectively. Um, and, and in a way that's, I mean, the Alexander Technique is about learning how to do whatever you want to do more effectively. Right. And that could certainly include Pilates exercises. Um, I wonder if you've um, 
worked in the other direction a little mm -hmm. bit. That is, someone who's taking Alexander lessons from you, perhaps yeah. hasn't had any Pilates yeah. exposure. Um, I'm kind of guessing that at some point you might see a, a usefulness for them doing a bit of Pilates. Do you have an example mm -hmm. of, of that? Yes, I do. Actually, just recently, I've been working with this woman for maybe two months. She's been taking Alexander Tech Technique lessons with a colleague of mine, and the colleague sent her over to me because she thought that she was doing really well with the principles of the technique, but her body was just very weak. She couldn't support herself doing it. So these are actually some of my favorite people to work with because they have these concepts of the Alexander Technique. They're, you know, they know how to release tension. They, they're using their bodies really well, but they're just they, they're just weak in certain muscles and they need the strength. So um, Pilates is great then because you need strength in your body in order to maintain any um, length, any of that good use that we talk about with the Alexander Technique. You can't do it if you have a, like a, a limp, weak body. You need a certain amount of strength. So um, the, the core strength um, that you can get from Pilates can really just support your work with the Alexander Technique and help you progress um, not just with the Alexander Technique but just with everything in your life. When you bring those two together, it's like you just progress a whole lot faster. Yeah, so. and that that matches my my experience, and mm -hmm. I I have a colleague here in Nebraska who also teaches both Pilates and and Alexander, and is a physical therapist as mm -hmm. well. And uh, the consensus, the, the 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 view that we've come to, and it sounds like you have as well, is that a little bit of one can be incredibly helpful for anyone studying the other. Yes. Definitely. That, and I think sometimes, uh, of course, I know a lot more about Alex, the Alexander Technique than I do about Pilates. I have no, no training in Pilates. But I think that a lot of Alexander teachers uh, have, have an idea that you don't really need to supplement the Alexander Technique with anything else, yeah. that it kind of will take care of of everything and i think the reality is as as you said that some people's um just simply don't have the strength mm -hmm. and aren't you could probably make an argument that if they were to take alexander lessons and apply apply those lessons to their life for many 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 years or lifetimes perhaps that strength would emerge but um, I I don't think that's that's practical, and I think for most people who don't have a lot of core strength, um, they're going to need to do something to develop it. And from what I can see, Pilates is, if it's well done, is one of the most effective ways to do that. And that certainly matches yeah. my my own personal experience. Yeah, and I I agree that. Um, there is this idea in the Alexander world, and it's because Alexander said it himself, basically, that yeah. <laughs> we, we shouldn't exercise, you know, so, you know, things are a little different now. Um, so that idea is still there, that no exercise should be done until you have all of these principles mastered. And that's just not realistic, I don't think, it's my opinion. Um, and... I think that if you have some information of the Alexander Technique and then you start doing an exercise, if you do it with 
consciousness and you're aware of what's going on in your body, it, it can work. It can be very helpful. And I do think it's necessary. Um, sometimes, like you said, you just don't have the, the strength. And maybe if you did these Alexander Technique exercises and principles or whatever for 50 years, you could build up the strength. But if you can do some actual exercises with consciousness, it really goes a long, long way. Mm-hmm. And, and and Alexander himself um, did distinguish uh, in his writings between what he he Alexander had a term use U S E which is really a kind of a, a a shorthand for how how you use your body as you do things kind of a general yeah. um, term that he that he uh, used to describe that and. But he also further distinguished between what he called conditions of use and manner of use. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of Alexander teachers even are not terribly familiar with that distinction, but I think it's a crucial one for this discussion. When he talked about manner of use, he was talking about how you organize yourself to do things. What, How well do you use what's there? Mm-hmm. And by conditions of use, it, it was pretty much what's there. And uh, with what's there, perhaps even in the absence of any uh, mental self-direction. Mm-hmm. And I think the implicit assumption that a lot of Alexander teachers make is that if you improve the manner of use, which certainly the Alexander technique will do and can have incredible, uh, incredibly powerful effects, that somehow the conditions of use will, um, will, will reflect that, perhaps not immediately, but over time. But I think it's the time issue that really is important here. That time might be, as you say, 50 years, yeah. or it might be um, if you could reincarnate yourself several mm-hmm. several reincarnations before you would get there. And why not do something to speed that up? And especially why not if you have the Alexander tools to, to do it well? Right. And I, I assume you would agree with with that sort of take on the on the issue yeah i think if you have the tools to do it well then you'll only help everything if you don't have any tools at all and you go in with your harmful habits and then you work with your harmful habits in a pilates class and you leave with the same habits maybe reinforced Mm -hmm. that that can be problematic yeah uh, maybe if, if you wouldn't mind addressing that a little more and particularly uh um perhaps any Pilates instructors or people who are taking Pilates classes, um, why they should consider bringing, bringing some Alexander Technique knowledge to bear in the process and why a Pilates instructor in particular might um, do well to uh, explore the technique a bit. Yeah. Well, I'm actually starting to um, create workshops for Pilates teachers about the benefits of the Alexander Technique. Um, and the reason I'm, I'm doing this is because I've seen a lot of Pilates teachers that have, they have incredible knowledge about the, the body and the muscles and how they work together, but there's a disconnect between doing the Pilates work and 
teaching it and then what they're doing with their themselves in the rest of their lives. And I just think that's really fascinating that there's such a disconnect between those two things when what we learn in the Alexander Technique and what I, I know for myself is it's all connected. The habits you have in one place are the habits you take to another place. And um, if you can bring more awareness to what you're doing in your body, in your everyday life, it's only going to help you when you get on the Pilates mat and help you when you teach your students. So I feel like, you know, teaching Pilates teachers about these techniques will help them find more awareness in their own bodies. Because the thing about the Alexander Technique is you really need to kind of own this information for yourself before you teach it, which is why we have a three-year training program. So if Pilates teachers can start to understand their own um, their own harmful movements and, you know, not just harmful, but just all of their movement patterns and how they work together, the more they can understand that, the more they can see it in their, their clients and they can help their clients. And it doesn't mean they're going to, you know, use the Alexander Technique or teach the Alexander Technique, but they can start to have a, a different perspective that they can add in there. And I, I think it would affect how they how they um, uh, teach uh, yeah. Pilates. I, I, if I can just give a, my own um, experience, I, I took uh, Pilates classes uh, from someone for about a year. And um, this, this, this Pilates instructor, I liked her a lot. She was very, she was obviously highly trained in, in Pilates, but she had no, um, no exposure to, to the Alexander Technique. And a lot of times she would use words, for example, that I could just, I had to retranslate them <laughs> for myself because she would use words like that that would tend to imply that we're fixed people mm-hmm. we're not we don't have internal movement she would have there was just a kind of a lack of understanding of some of those basic alexander ideas about quality of movement i would say mm-hmm. and the language she would use I, I it seemed to me that someone who couldn't translate it properly in a way would be at a severe disadvantage and and it would be it was it was much much better would would have been much much better if she had had some exposure to the technique and then I eventually uh, studied a bit with my my colleague who's both a teacher and a Pilates instructor and it just made a world of difference mm-hmm. I I um I I made far greater and more useful changes in a couple of months that way than I did in a, over a year with uh, with um, with the first instructor. And I think one of the things that's kind of interesting as a result of all that, I went and read Pilates books. There are only mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm. And if you read read his books and then go to a typical Pilates class, you might not see a lot of connection between the two. Would you agree with that? Yes, well, it people have um, cha- changed it up a bit and added their own personal ideas in, and there are different philosophies within the Pilates world right now. There are huge differences. Right, right. Yeah. But just just on the point of, I mean, there are differences in amongst Alexander yes, teachers as definitely. well. But just on the point of, um, 
I, well, here's the ex an example. There's there's a Pilates exercise called the hundreds. Mm -hmm. Is that the right term? It's yeah. been a while since. Yeah. I, and I finally got up to the point where I could do a hundred of them. And mm -hmm. um, I was quite proud. And uh, when I went to class saying that, my teacher said, well, now we got to go for 200. Oh. And I remember <laughs> thinking, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. It was, um, and if you read Pilates, he's very clear that the point is not to do them over and over and over mm -hmm. again, to do them a certain number. But his emphasis was on, on the quality yeah. of how you did it. And if you read read his two it's almost like one and a half books, really. It's a very, it's not much reading. You can you can read everything he ever wrote. Um, it's very clear that he was very much focused on quality of movement, not quantity. And what I was beginning to see with my own Pilates instructor that it was kind of going into quantity, and and I and. That just didn't appeal to me and didn't have as much use as when I, for me, as when I studied it where the, where the shift was on quality, in this case, Alexander quality, so to speak. So uh, is, there, is there anything else that you would like to say either to people who have had some Alexander experience or people who've had some Pilates experience that, that we haven't touched on? Um. I guess maybe one of the most important things for people that either have had Alexander and no Pilates or have had Pilates and no Alexander is just to, to keep an open mind about all of it, I think, because there can be, um, you know, assumptions about the technique or about Pilates. And um, I think people just need to explore for themselves, really try things out for themselves, because there are a lot of assumptions about what Pilates is or what the Alexander technique is. And you really can't know until you experience it, mm -hmm. especially with the technique. Um, so I, I think just, I always like to bring that into awareness, just for people to have an open mind about all of these things, try it out for themselves. Um, they can both be beneficial. And, you know, for some people, they may not, they may not like Pilates. They may not be the exercise for them, but maybe something else would be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and maybe, I mean, I think Alexander Technique is pretty universal, but you know, maybe someone will feel that they don't need it because their use is just, you know, exactly how we all want it to be. <laughs> um, That's certainly possible. <laughs> there's got to be someone out there. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's worth maybe mentioning that if, again, going back to the two men themselves, um, mm -hmm. uh, Joe, Joseph Pilates and F.M. Alexander, the parallels between their uh, ways of thinking about human movement are extraordinary, actually. Mm -hmm. There are sections, there are whole sections in Pilates, some of Pilates' writings that could have come right out of Alexander's books and, and vice versa. They both, I think it's fair to say, they both saw the same issue. Yeah. And uh, they both talk about how so many people seem to be using themselves so badly and yeah. and they both felt that they had uh, they both felt that they had come up with a powerful solution to to what they the problem they saw i think their solutions are significantly different in that pilates 
develop these highly targeted exercises and strengthening routines. And I guess there's some stretching routines in mm-hmm. there too, aren't there? Whereas Alexander was more um, more looked for a way that you could learn to direct yourself as you did whatever you did, and he had a lot less. He he was not particularly enthusiastic about exercises mm-hmm. per se. But, um, and I think, I think part of that difference is just the nature of those two men. If you see pictures of Alexander, you know, he was, he was, I think, a relatively uh, small and frail person, whereas Pilates, I assume, was kind of muscular and strong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a, he was frail as a child. And then his answer to it was to really build strength in the physical bodies. And he became a very strong man. Right. And I think Alexander, my, my sense of Alexander is that the main sport he engaged in was horse, horseback riding. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't an athlete, Mm -hmm. um, but well, I I think I think I hope we've said enough to intrigue uh, people who are familiar with one of these two mm-hmm. modalities to explore the other, or if they're not familiar with either one, to explore one and then perhaps the other. Um, and if you, the listener, are anywhere near Lower Manhattan in New York, Heather Schneider will you can do both at the same time with her if you <laughs> yeah. want. so that's kind of a, a bonus um so again this is robert rickover at body learning and my guest today has been heather schneider who is an alexander technique teacher and pilates instructor in manhattan heather thank you so much for being on the program today you're welcome thank you